Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, alongside with Lance. As always, we are brought to you by The Anime Show. Make sure to go check out their Facebook and Instagram page and keep up with all awesome anime content that they post. As always, we have an adult beverage of choice. It's kind of late. This is a bonus episode, so we're just going to drink something a little lighter. And, of course, I've got a spotted cow. What about you, Lance? Uh, today I'm going to be drinking a New Glarus, uh, or a super German Weizen <laughs> Doppelbach. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's okay. It's not amazing, but it's, it's, it's a beer. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. For our listeners, as I said, this is a bonus episode. There's going to be spoilers. going to be, not going to say a lot of spoilers, but 100% spoilers because as our title says, we are going to be covering the pseudo movie-esque thing that they were showing in theaters <laughs> not a movie not a movie just a just an early drop that's all it is yeah we paid we paid to go watch demon slayer early and as of the third of march it's about a month about five weeks early i think it's when it comes out april 10th oh yeah so about five weeks yeah and that's fine Yep. I was expecting to see a little bit more content. I yep. know you looked into a little bit more of what we were going to be yep. seeing beforehand. And just so everyone's on the same page, this fake movie <laughs> that's in theaters is going to be the final two episodes of the entertainment arc. So yep. when we're fighting... Giotto? Giotaro. Giotaro, yes. And his sister Daki. And that awesome fight. Yep. And how they die and we get to see all the childhood things come back up to life and how they defeated this uh, upper six. A, a refresh of the last two episodes, yeah. Right. And it was literally both episodes, full yep. length, both yep. episodes. Opening credits, closing credits, full episodes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then after that, we get the, the first episode of the new season which is an extended episode, which was really nice, which kind of seems to be a little bit of a, a theme that's going on with Demon Slayer. I think the first episode of the new season tends to be a little bit longer. Because I think the first episode of the entertainment arc was also an extended episode, wasn't it? That I'm not 100% sure of. Give me a second and I can find out though. Oh yeah, so if anybody wants to go see this movie and skip everything that you already know, like I said, you get a recap of the final two episodes. If you want to, just fucking show up 40 minutes late to this movie because <laughs> you're not missing anything you're it was totally awesome seeing the first episode of this new season and fuck they leave you on such a cliffhanger like i just <laughs> i was like matt you told me we we're gonna watch two episodes right so we're gonna see what happens next but no we see essentially two episodes because it's an extended episode yes it's an extended episode, just like season two, as you thought the entertainment district arc was 46 minutes, the first episode. So yeah, I guess they that's just their forte for season one. Or, okay. Excuse me. Episode one, not season one. I guess it kind of takes place because the entertainment arc was, what, 11 episodes? But with yep. the extended episode, it's basically 12. Yep. So it's kind of like some stupid loophole or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you can go with that It's if that's how you wanted to call it. Sure. I wish they would give you, you know, 12 episodes and then episode one being essentially two, but you know, whatever. Right. Just a little bit more content. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not complaining because it does such a good job breaking down each season as an arc. Oh, yeah. 
and I'm totally on board with it. So it, it's very well done. Loving everything so far. Um, I guess there's nothing really to say that we haven't said already. So not not really going to cover essentially the first half of the movie, quote unquote movie. <laughs> and I mean, the more people do these things where, you know, yes, you're only going to see the episode early. The more people do it, the more we're going to get stuff like this. Right. Uh, the more movies that are going to be able to be shown. Because, I mean, you and I watched the Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie. And I know there's been some other movies. Um, there's Sword Art Online, which, unfortunately, we didn't go see. I wanted to. Just, you know, life got in the way. Right, but it'll come around. Yep. I'm sure Crunchyroll will get access soon enough, and we'll watch it there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's just the more we support it, the more they're going to do this stuff for us as viewers. So I'm not really complaining. I'll spend the little bit of money that it was to actually go see the movie or see the episode early. Right. So without further ado, let's just start talking about what this very first episode of essentially season three before I get too far, is this technically season three or is this going to be season two core three? Because nope, nope. This will be season three. Okay. That's cool. So season three. Uh, so this episode starts basically with how season two ends or that's when Akaza is like summoned to that like upside down world that yep. used to be. What, what's that world called? Was it called like, yeah. Oh, you're talking about his, uh, the basically the infinity, uh-huh. not the infinite. Is it the infinity? Something infinity, something like that, yeah. But anyway, yeah, the place where everybody gets summoned, where they're having their little meetings, and all the top five moons get summoned there. And the first one to show up, like I was saying, was uh, number three, Akaza. And then we get introduced to the other four. And just to give out their names, we run into number four himself, Han, Han Tengu, who looked like this trolley looking dude. He was super <laughs> like scared and frightened by everybody. Yep. So he was really weird, almost annoying, but still interesting enough. Like if obviously he's super powerful, so he's there for a reason. Yep. And then well, to go in order, number three, Akaza, which we all know he's the guy from uh Muzan or from Mugen Train. Mugen Train, thank you. Basically, we've, we've seen him a couple times in season two already. Mm-hmm. And then number two is Doma. And Doma was also the guy that you saw at the end of the entertainment arc when Gyutaro was still a kid and he's holding his burnt sister. And then that white-haired demon comes up and wants to offer to turn him into a demon. That guy is the number two. Yep. And they also give glimpses into the number one guy, who is Koku Shibo. It's a mouthful. Yeah, a little bit of a mouthful. And all these guys are very interesting. And they're all summoned because Muzan wants to share the information with everybody that number six is dead. And everybody needs to step up their game because everybody's sucking ass. And he's wondering why he even has his underlings to begin with. Uh, Yep, they're all pitiful disgraces, essentially. So, it is the Infinity Castle, by the way. Okay. And do you, from watching this, do you have a upper moon that you're most interested in? I am interested in two of them. Okay. Give me the one you're most interested in. The one I'm going to be most interested in is we're going to be super basic, and it's going to be the first, the number one, the top guy. Okay. And that's Koku Shibo. Okay. And that's mostly because he looks like Tanjiro's 
father slash ancestor. Okay. Dude's got Tanjiro's long hair style looking, and there's some flashbacks. He was wearing the Hanafuda earrings, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was in Tanjiro's dream, at least. No, he is not wearing the Hanafuka earrings. Oh, he's not? No, he does not. Oh, okay. Well, either way, he still has the hair that resembles him, and it makes me think that there's going to be some kind of connection between uh, his Tanjiro's uh, family line somehow. And That would make sense. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. This number one guy. And, of course, he's number one, and he's going to be number one for a reason, and I want to see how powerful he can be. And we get... we. Without giving it away, we do get a glimpse of it, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, can't wait to see more of him. I would agree with you on that one. For me, man, can it be anybody else but Doma? Yeah. Doma was going to be the second guy that I would be interested in. Just because you see him at the end of the season and you're just like what is up with this guy Mm -hmm. and he's super intriguing he looks compared to akaza he almost looks the most human yep i was thinking that too so it'll be very i'm very intrigued by doma oh yeah and he's got like a super nice personality he's got these beautiful (laughs) eyes Yes, his eyes are so awesome. And when we see him again, like getting like yeeted away from the the meeting, he shows up and he's like, he's I don't know what he's he owns this little shh, not a shop. He owns this. Well, we're honestly don't know what he owns. We just know that he comes to a house and somebody interacts with him. That's true. Yeah, and then he puts on a hat to make him seem a little bit more important. And then he's got someone. He's gonna have a meeting with somebody. So. So that yeah, that'll be be really cool to see. Can't wait to see more of him. He is crazy. His personality is insane, Mm -hmm. and I can't wait. Totally digging everything about him. I I like that quirky person who's always like super happy and confident enough to be like, yeah, I can still merc anything. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely that one. Also, I mean, when it comes to Akaza. Oh, shit. I totally forgot to mention number five, Gyokuko. <laughs> Whoops. Well, just for the viewers, Gyoko is another one of the listeners. Or Gyoko is another one of the top moon. He's got, like, these mouths where his eyes should be. And then where his mouth should be is an eye. And where your typical third eye is is where his second eye is. So, And he comes out of a pot. And he's got, like, multiple arms like yeah, on his neck. He's a very interestingly drawn character. I will say I'm super interested in him. And the best part is, is we're going to know about him. Like, we're going to find out. Oh, yeah, because he was in the opening credit scene or ending credit scene or something like that, wasn't he? Well, besides that, it's more of watching the first episode. You can basically assume he's going to be the enemy for the season. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, well... You can also probably say he's number five, and yep. if we just got done taking out number six, maybe we'll probably go in order and go to five. Yeah, maybe. So it's the upper moon are really cool, and it'll be interesting to see more of their backstories mm-hmm. because, well, you know, Demon Slayer definitely likes to play on your heartstrings and make you feel for the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think the only one we're not going to feel bad for is Kibutsuji. Probably. But but everybody else are going to be like, man, if only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So it, it's really well done. And then the other parts of 
This is after the fight. Tanjiro needs to recover. So he goes to the namesake of the season, the Swordsmith Village. And who does he run into but the Love Hashira, Mitsuri. All I'll say without giving it away is a lot of, we'll say a certain group of individuals' favorite scene will be in this Oh, yeah, right In away. the beginning. So <laughs> get that knocked out of the way. They do add some comedic value to it later on. Not really going to talk about it. Just it is there for anybody that is actually concerned about it. Mm-hmm. The other individual that we get to see is Genya, which we get some super cool information and find out that he is Sanami's younger brother. Right. And Sanami is the Wind Hashira, just to put that in perspective. So Similar personalities, similar facial features. Yep. So it kind of makes sense. You're just like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Which we had to look it up because I didn't remember who's... Uh, it's Shinaga, Shinazugawa. Shinazugawa. Yeah. They say his last name and you're just like, wait, what? Who is that? You, you know it's somebody important. You're just like, huh, I don't remember who they're talking about though mm-hmm. but we do recognize him in the episode at least because he's he's got the mohawk and we recognize him from the final selection yep yep from at season one and he's the guy that he's just cold and he's just trying to work his way to the top yeah so you get to see him and the reason why tanjiro is in this village is essentially to get his sword fixed from the fight with Gitaro. right yeah his his nichiren thanks tanjiro just explained that it just got all chipped up it's really not usable anymore mm-hmm. and it there's a comedic value in how he's afraid of his blacksmith because <laughs> dude's always super aggressive and mad about having to fix Tanjiro's swords. So, uh, I can I can understand that yeah. one. <laughs> but it was really funny back in the previous episodes where he's chasing Tanjiro around. But yes. yeah, he's, so Tanjiro goes to the village. Uh, really interesting way in how he gets to the village. Let you guys watch that for yourselves. It's cool. Um, but he's at this village and he's just... Hanging around, waiting for his blacksmith to return, healing because he still needs to recover. Yep. Uh, so recovery, full recovery in this. But then, of course, uh, Mitsuri is like, hey, I know of a way to get stronger. So, mm-hmm. of course, Tanjiro is going to try it. And it's looking forward to seeing more of that. At the end of the episode, you get to see Mitsuro. The Mist Hashira. Yes. Very interesting circumstances. Not going to say it, but it is it gave me a pause being like, wait, what is happening right now? Uh-huh. So I can't wait for April to come around. I know I'm going to rewatch this. Even subbed, I'll rewatch it again because I was so excited. The artwork and CGI for this made me feel, especially in the beginning, like I was legitimately watching a movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, even though we were just watching literally what's going to be the first episode, it still felt super movie quality. Yes. Uh, 100% worth the money spent watching this in theaters just to get a little bit of a early preview yeah. yep it, it, it's it's a kind of a cool feeling other than cough makes me yeah it just feels like you're part of that special crew <laughs> yeah almost a sold out theater so that was kind of cool mm-hmm. and we did have to watch it in japanese which is totally fine because yep. i think matt and i both prefer the japanese voices over the english voices it's they almost suit the characters better not mm-hmm. saying that the dubbed voice actors and actresses aren't good but it's just you get that i don't know uh, 
I just liked it better. The, I, th- I think the comedy hits a lot harder in Japanese than it does in English. Yeah, I can see that. Just the uh, the pitches of their voices when it comes to like Anosuke and Zenitsu. Mm-hmm. Just it, those voices are hard. Yeah, <laughs> they're super unique. So it, it I kind of get it. Yeah. Uh, but before we go, since, you know, this is the start of the season, anything you're looking forward to as far as the rest of season three? The season, well, this episode started really nicely, like introducing a bunch of Hashiro to begin with. So I'm really interested in seeing how everyone's going to play together. And I'm wondering if they're going to introduce like everybody. Because okay. I know we did get a good sample of, well, I guess, honestly, the only two actual Hashiro that showed up was Mitsuri. <laughs> And Wichiro. But, like, we got the Stone Hashiro still hanging around somewhere. And, yep. Uh, Gyu Tomioka, the water Hashiro, dude hasn't been around in a long time. Yep, so I'm not wondering, since season one. Yeah, I'm wondering what's going on with him. So, I guess I would like to see them sprinkled in somewhere. Because I am also kind of expecting the upper five to, I don't know, move forward a little bit more. I know, like, we were saying... The at least number five Gyokuko make an appearance, and maybe we'll have two Hashira with this with our team fight him. And then I also kind of think Akaza needs to make another appearance because if he showed an appearance all the way back in the train arc and he's making an appearance now, is he going to be sprinkled in again? Because maybe he's, he's got a grudge that we you know that we come to learn. And I want to see the, a little bit of more. I want to see a little bit more of that be like flushed out or brought into focus or something. That makes sense. Yeah, because we also really haven't gotten too much of Senemi, which is the Wind Hashira, because mm-hmm. uh, we haven't really seen him since he attacked uh, Tanjiro, and then Obanai. We saw basically giving Tengen crap for barely winning. Yeah. And Obanai is the snake hash or the serpent hash here, the guy that has the snakes. Yep. So it'll it'll be interesting to see about them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to, like the basically the last three. I don't know if we're going to just. It would be a lot to just throw in, like. To expect yeah. all of the Hashiro to make an appearance in this season. Yeah. Because they, Demon Slayer's been doing a good job on spacing everything out and making everything still stay just as interesting, even with without the full cast. Yeah, because they kind of let everybody get their due by introducing them and then making us kind of fall for all the characters. And you're like, yeah, we'll, we'll kill this one. We'll mortally injure this one. Right. Uh, we'll make you think that this is going to happen. You're just like, oh. So mm-hmm. that it's very well done. I can't wait. As far as season three for me, I want to see the secret thing that Mitsuri told the Tanjiro, and then I want to see the Upper Moon. I want to see their powers oh, be- because they're super. They're super cool. Uh, Guitaros was super out of left field, mm-hmm. and Blood Demon arc or Blood Demon powers just really seem very unique and really cool so i can't wait to see the rest of the upper moon's abilities oh yeah you can only imagine do you think uh nezuko is gonna anything's gonna happen with her as far as like you think she's gonna be stronger you think in this season yeah because she got a little bit of strength she learned some abilities in season two you think they're gonna make use of any of that ability or think it's just gonna kind of be a one-off 
I want to say yes, because as most stories progress, everybody gets a little bit better. I can't imagine how, but at the same time, you know, we saw her getting better in the middle of the fight with uh, Daki, and yep. that was fucking amazing. Totally unexpected. <laughs> yeah, right. And I guess I would like to imagine that something else unexpected would come into play. I mean, we saw that she has the poison healing abilities, where she burns the poison out of people. Yep. Um, we saw in the last season that her blood coagulates and keeps her body together when it gets chopped up and... Apparently. <laughs> so what else can this chick do? This is a question I saw on online somewhere. As far as power is concerned, do you think she would be, if she were a bad person, demon, do you think she would have replaced the upper six? you think that's her power or you think she's stronger than that? Nezuko? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe not the upper six right now. Okay. Maybe she could be six okay. since Gyotaro is gone. Yep. But I think I would definitely place her in the... 12 Kizuki for sure. Okay. But to but as of right now, not knowing the full extent, I mean, she was whooping on Donkey's ass, no problem. That's true. So maybe Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she was she was stronger than Daki. So maybe yeah, top 6. Okay. So you think 6 then? Mhm. Okay. In the least, I mean at the very least. Okay. I would I mean, I know you're kind of spoiled, but just from what we know, I would I mean, she was on par with Daki and if she was actually fighting as her full-fledged demon, I could see her probably being in line with uh, Gitaro. So I could see her being six. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. Because I feel like uh, she would be stronger than Enmu, who was the essentially train. Oh. Which was the lower one, so the top-ranked lower demon. So number seven, essentially? Yeah. Okay. So I would... I'd probably say that's six is a good number for Yeah. If she ever was evil anyway. Yeah. The what ifs. Yeah. And I think before we continue any further and let's not spoil anything more. So I think that'll be a good stopping point for this episode. Okay. So thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Anime Lounge podcast. We are brought to you by the Anime Show. Make sure to go give them a follow. Their link will be in our details. So go find it there. Also, check out our affiliate, Right Place Anime. If you want any anime merch, check them out. They got it. They're awesome. We got some. We know they're good. Please make sure to subscribe and review. Make sure to give us a rating on any kind of platform that you're listening to us on because it helps us tremendously. And until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Have a go.